the south road boys <laughs> how are you mate oh not bad mate i just had a massage so i'm back i'm all alive i have a red wine happy ending the evening's going well not a happy <laughs> ending oh well no the ending was okay, okay. wasn't unhappy it wasn't it? and you're having a wine yeah. you're talking to me how good's that exactly ah tell you what monday night yeah. so. hello now we um before we uh got to talking far out I'm having problems with words. Um, this, is, this was me two weeks ago. Yes. Except I was getting my words muddled. You just can't find no. it. Um, no. Nice. This is going to go well. Quick trivial quiz, because I know you oh, love them. Love games. What do you think is the most common street name in America? Because I was... Oh, in, we, in America? Because we were doing the counting thing, and I, I skipped one and went two, three... Whatever. Is it is it actually a street, or are you just talking about? Yes. Okay, Most common so street. It can't, name. Be an, can't be an avenue. In other words, it's got to be a street. Oh well, you can call it an avenue if you want, but I think it's in, in other words, Second Avenue, for instance. Well, exactly. But I think the most popular ones are streets. Okay. And as you, if you, if you're a fan of pop culture, or if you're a fan of anything in the Americas, you know that they actually are quite logical, and they just number them. <laughs> Yeah, they do. Um, I actually it brings me back to a funny little story. Uh, Grant Howe actually rang me from New York one night. Yes. Uh, when I say one night, I think it was about four in the morning for me. Yes. Um, well, I, well, I don't know what the time was now, but actually, it would have been four in the morning. It might have been in the afternoon, but four in the morning for yeah. him. I don't know. I, that sounds Whatever more it like it that he yeah. was and, in New York at yeah. four a.m. Yeah. So he was lost <laughs> and couldn't work out how to get back to where he had to be. And I had to explain to him while he was slightly intoxicated on quite a few red wines in shops. Yes. That, dude, they're numbered. <laughs> Just either count forward or count back to get back where you need to be. Good advice. <laughs> Wasn't that difficult? Not just thoughtful. Tr- <laughs> I love the fact that he's 4 a.m., like, not knowing where he is and has the faculty to go, fucking Barnes or no. <laughs> Like, that's just, did that just fill you with the most wondrous confidence ever that Uh, in his desperate time of drunken need, how he went, Barnes or no? Well, Howie and I do tend to have this this return rebuttal sort of conversational text or phone thing that happens when we drink. Yes. And which we'll send each other a message like two or three in the morning or maybe a midnight phone call. To do the, oh, have you, man, <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> oh, it always happens. Oh, that's funny. Oh, it's quite funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now you are the international GPS. You are familiar with the Americas and in particular North New York. What do you think is the most common street name in the United States of America? I really have no idea. I'm assuming it might be something like President Road or President Street. Even though we've had know. discussion about them being numbered. Oh, we're going with numbers, are we? Okay. Um, I, I don't know. Well, Give me the number. Well, logic would dictate you'd say first street. We'd say, well, you would say one. But, but here's the thing. I've never actually heard 
Oh, no, that's a lie. I can't say that. I was going to say, I've never heard of First Street before. You have. I've, all, I've heard of lots of avenues, though. Yes. Like, you know, um, 57th Avenue. Or, but then, if you go back, there's a few movie names or streets and 50, numbers. 52nd and, Street. Yeah, it's like... Yeah, so... A- uh, anyway, this is a painful game that's gotten even worse. Um, the answer is 2nd Street. <laughs> Why 2nd Street, though? Because 1st Street often gets renamed to Main Street. Ah, ah, clever. And that was the thing. There you go. So, I tell you what, that's... Um, a long way to get there for not much information. If you're, if you're a first-time listener, <laughs> we're it's s- going to get better. I'm sorry if you're a first-time listener. <laughs> I, re- I just really am. But I'd be really interested to know what got you here because that's going to blow me away. Well, you know what? It could be the title of the episode because we haven't actually named it yet. No. So... By the time it goes to where, we'll have named it. Maybe the name brings them in. They listen to five minutes and go, what the fuck is this? Exactly. Now, mm. before we go into other things. Yes. Uh, today's fun fact. Today's fun holiday for those playing at home. Have you ever heard of or read the book Molly Bourne? B-A-W-N? No. And are you ever familiar with um, Margaret Wolfe Hungerford, the author? No. No. Well, apparently she wrote under the name... Oh, mind you, she was born in 1855, so she's not current. Oh, so she's she's not still around? Chances are slim. <laughs> right, eh? Chances checking. are slim. She might have had a good innings. Uh, well, she wrote the under the, the pseudonym The Duchess, because unfortunately, and even, as, even in 2018, for crying out loud... Um, some women authors still don't get published because they're women, and so they That's write crazy. And so they write under a pseudonym. And so today is basically, uh, she wrote under the name the Duchess. And today's fun holiday is the Duchess who wasn't Day. Um, and apparently, in her book, uh, Molly Bourne, um, was where the origin of the expression "beauty is in the eye of the beholder" came from. This <laughs> is a wealth of knowledge, oh, I know, but. Um, today is about celebrating female writers, especially ones who feel the need to, or because of current publishing and stereotypes or whatever, women don't get the same go as men. And the the biggest example of that is J.K. J.K. Rowling, who did mm-hmm. the little series. You may have heard of it. It was it was a small run. Um, <laughs> Called Harrison Potter. Harrison, Harrison Potter, <laughs> the wizard. <Yes. laughs> Who would read about a boy wizard? Who would do Who that? Who goes to boarding school? <laughs> like, Jeez. and the, I mean, seriously, those glasses and the scar. Get some fashion. Oh, the scar. I mean, no, nah, but chicks do dig scars, <laughs> so that made sense. Yeah, but, he, but those glasses hangs out with a ranger. <sighs> Yeah, see, straight away, that's that's not good. Did you see the little um, the picture post that I put on our Facebook page this week? I did. About Ginger? Yes. I actually hadn't heard that before. That was a new one to me. Hadn't you? The fact that if you rearrange the letters of Ginger, it becomes the M word. Are you not familiar with Tim Minchin's song Prejudice? Yeah, I have, but I can't remember that line in the song. Or that piece in the, the song. The whole song is about prejudice. Yeah, no, I realise yes. that. But I can't remember the N word being mentioned in that song. Well, that's what they he says. Um, a word that is used to abuse and confuse. A couple of G's, G's, you wish you had it. An R and an E, and I am even. 
I'm aware of it. <laughs> and then instead of maybe, and everyone's going maybe because we're listening to Tim drunk all the time. Maybe that's why that one hasn't stood out. Anyway, he basically <laughs> the, the 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 build up to the song is he he's using the N word and he's spelling out ginger, and everyone's thinking he's talking about ginger. Uh, sorry, the N word. Yeah. Um, uh, and then he goes, only a ginger could call another ginger, ginger. Um, anyway, so... I'm going to have to listen to it again because, yeah, I hadn't picked up on that one before. Yeah, I think he covers it so in the first 15 seconds. Like I did. <laughs> <laughs> Just, whoo, straight over yeah. the head. Yeah. But I did find it very funny. Yes. I must admit. There you mm. go. Um, yeah, so JK, she wrote the Harry Potter JK. thing. And the reason why she says that she wrote under JK was simply because... People were rejecting it when she was writing under her name. Mm. So she decided was, to put the initials, so it was a bit ambiguous. Yeah, there's a, a an author I love called Karen Slaughter. Oh. Um, <laughs> and Slaughter's actually her real name, too, which I think is amazing. Please tell I mean, me she writes horror. Uh, she writes a uh, crime thriller. Okay. So, uh, but I must admit, I picked up this book, um, her first novel, and I can't remember the name, it is on the bookshelf. I've got about a dozen of her books. And. I thought it was, it was only five bucks. It was one of those in a bookstore where it's, you know, buy the first book for this price and if you like the author, it'll hook you in and make you buy the rest of the book. Perfect. And I thought, ah, you know, five, seven bucks, whatever it was, I'll give this a run. And I'm reading it and I must admit I was shocked. And this is probably once again where your internal prejudices come in because you don't even realize they're there mm. about how visceral a few of her scenes were. Mm. Like, um, spoilers. <laughs> Uh, there's a situation where a girl gets stabbed, I believe it's in a, a cafe toilet, stabbed and dies. And you're like, you know, it's not, it's not a good day when you get stabbed. No. You know, it's, that's not what you're after when you go to a cafe. No. You know, you might want a latte, maybe. Maybe a croissant. Uh, a scone. Yep. Even a lamington. Perfect. Um, not a stabby stabby no. to the stomach. <laughs> so we're going in and this is a bad thing and blah, blah, blah. And then she starts... Um, basically doing the autopsy and checking out the body and f- looking at all the angles of what happened and how sharp the blade was, how long the blade was, what was used, etc., etc. Mm. And then she realises that the person who killed her has stomach fucked her. Oh. And I believe there was semen in the stomach. Oh. Yeah. And the, she described it so <laughs> fluently about you, about what you did. Used. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, vividly. Yeah. Vividly is probably um, a better way yeah. to, you know, not make everyone stop listening now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but I tell you what, it was amazing. And it hooked me in straight away. I thought, you have got something weird going on. <laughs> and I love her stuff. Look, if you love um, a little bit of crime things and you love a bit of stomach fucking gory stuff, yes. Yeah, Karen Slaughter. There you go. And she loves cats. So that's always a bonus. <laughs> Anyone who loves cats is up there with me. Well, there you go. Not a problem. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go, roadies. Go out and look up Karen um, and any other female writer and support them because they've got just as much to say as the boys. Probably mm, better. Ever. Probably better for the most part. Look, that's possible. I think it's... Because you know what? We're all humans. 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 Now, that is today's date. Over, that was a good one. I like that. Over and done with. But I called you during the week, um, again. He did. Oh, before you get into this. Oh, yes. I need to state something first. Okay. Okay, so <laughs> you may have noticed, and the roadies already noticed, I've been doing a couple of little videos mm. of late. Which I've been Taking a big a fan st- of. 
yeah, I'm, I'm actually having a lot of fun with it. So taking a little snippet, cutting a few bits out, putting it together, a little preview of the ghost for maybe a minute, mm-hmm. and throwing a few photos in the video. So it isn't just our cover. Yes. So it's a little bit interesting as it goes along. <laughs> and now there was a comment in, uh, would have been the one I put up with our zombie marathon runner. Oh, yes. Which was a great tale. I'm so glad you actually brought that one From up. From Belarus. But yes, and you said, um, what was the case of, this is near Berlin, I think the line was something in the case of, um, this isn't a case of um, three people in a, a town with three people and a dog. Yes. This is somewhere, you know, it's actually a capital city. It's a, it's a real a place marathon. that would have athletes and, yeah, it's not middle of nowhere where zombies would normally live. Yeah. Um, so I thought I need to find something where there's maybe some rabid dogs just hanging in a dirty old street to make it look as though it's part of the story. Yes. Now, this is where... I found it quite interesting that it's amazing how one letter can change the images that come up in a search. Oh. <laughs> so I I decided it'd be really funny if you see a couple of dogs rooting in a dirty street and that could go up. Yes. So I, I, ser- I thought I'll search for dogs fucking. <laughs> oh. You know, I mean, what, what can go wrong with that? <laughs> Unless you leave the S off dogs. Now, I must admit, the images that come up when you type in dog fucking were quite different to what I was expecting and not something I would have put on the video. (laughs) So you were were anticipating canine shenanigans? Yeah, like, like, you know, some funny things. He's just had a lot of funny pictures of dogs having sex and you're like, oh, it's crude, but look at that. Do you? (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes. Okay. Depends on Googling you're searching for. Yes. Um, But, you know, when you leave that S off... um, there's a lot of bestiality stuff on the internet. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, we um, we we jumped back out of Google on that one pretty quickly. Oh, that's not yeah. right. Yeah, no, I, I didn't spend any longer than five minutes there. <laughs> <laughs> Is that all it took? <laughs> I tell you what, man. Oh, just that's yeah, not right. Slightly disturbing, and it takes a fair bit for me to say disturbing, <laughs> but that was disturbing. Yeah, I yeah, oh. I'm gonna leave that alone because there's nothing good about it. Yeah, no, I'm just it's just a warning to the roadies. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't leave the S off dogs. Or maybe don't try and look for photos of dogs having sex either. Well, what if you're a uh, what if you're someone that actually breeds dogs? <laughs> I reckon you've probably got a pretty good idea of how that happens, and you're what, not going to need Roger, a picture. What if Roger isn't sure? It's like Rog, Linda's over there. Yes. She's waiting for it. We want some puppies. Yes. Here's a YouTube video. Do this. Oh, you're showing your dog. Maybe. Well, I don't need to know how to do it. Well, the dog needs to know how to do yeah, it. Yeah, but one would imagine when the bitch is on heat, his lipstick comes out, and all of a sudden, I think he works out what to do. Yeah, look, I, I think calling her a bitch to begin with has put her off. So but anyway, <laughs> that's fine. That's that's your choice. <laughs> Abusing the lady will not get you in the sack, Joe Mater. You should know this. Yeah, true that. No, anyway, true. let's move on to what you're going to talk about. <laughs> now, the reason why I brought up today's date. Which in Australia um, is the 27th. We are fast approaching the 29th of August. Now, for those people who don't know, in 1997, on the 29th of August at 2.10am, Skynet became (laughs) self-aware. Skynet, it's everyone's nightmare. It, it just really is. Now, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. <laughs> if you haven't seen a film from 
quite some time ago. Was it 80, 84, maybe? 84 was... Been 81. 84 was the original Terminator. Yep. Um, and then when did we jump into the next one? 1992? Oh, 91 was Terminator 2. Oh, good guess. Great guess. Now, we are going to be talking about um, Judgment Day. Now, the first thing I need to say about anyone who's oh, going to go. have issues with the Terminator film, everyone is aware <laughs> yeah. that there are plot holes. <laughs> okay? Especially the big one, the Terminator paradox. Well, exactly. Where, for those people who don't know, basically it's set where a robot from the future, after computers become self-aware and decide that the biggest threat to humanity is people, decide to take over the planet. There is a resistance. The head of the resistance is John Connor. And also human. And also human. He's mm. huge human. So, <laughs> I guess I'm assuming people haven't seen this movie. What the fuck oh, am fuck. I talking about? Exactly. <laughs> now, um, the... Former Mr. Universe, Arnold Schwarzenegger, plays a robot Terminator. So, a machine wrapped in the skin of a human so he can blend in. Trust me, I don't think there is anywhere on this God's green earth where Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> blends in. <laughs> can I just say that you said Schwarzenegger oh, there too? I did. <laughs> he did he'd probably do a bit of coke back then. <laughs> so, you know. I'll be... <laughs> Back. Snortsnigger. I'm Arnold Snortsnigger. Brilliant. That could make a video. Arnold, Arnold Snortsnigger. <laughs> how was my, oh, how was my definitely Austrian accent? Troy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so the whole paradox is... on the mic. Paradox is that the machines from the future realise the resistance leader is, is gaining some traction in the future where the war is still raging. So they send a machine back... To not kill the resistance leader, but to kill his mum. Yes, before he's born. In the past, in ninth, on the 12th of May, 1984. But yep. Sarah Connor herself, played by Linda Hamilton as well. Correct, absolutely. And she does a smashing job. Does she ever? Oh, absolutely smashing job. But what's happened is because oh, what's the happened? way the future works, John Connor knows that a Terminator gets sent back to kill his mum, so he sends a person back to save his mum. Exactly. It makes so much sense, it doesn't does. it? Why wouldn't you? you? You want to save your mum. Exactly. I mean, if it was me, I'd love my mum. I'd save my mum. I would even save your mum. Oh, if I knew someone was going me. back to kill your mum. And you had the ability to send somebody else yeah, back? Penny, I'd send someone back to save you. Oh. It'd be someone with a, a much more uh, muscly uh, physique than Jarrod. Oh, one would hope <laughs> Someone so. who could actually... Take on a robot. Yes. Man, we'd be lucky to take on a four slice toaster. <laughs> Between us. Maybe a $20 kettle from Kmart. I reckon I could nearly take that, but yeah. So, wouldn't be us. No. But I'd send someone back. Correct. So, John Connor sends back Kyle Reese. He does. But the thing is, during. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> during Kyle's ability to save uh, Sarah Connor. They have a bit of Leslie Azon's dangerous, shall we say? And look, she was a bit sexy, so I don't blame him at all. And he impregnates her. No. And becomes the father of John Connor. <laughs> How is that so? I don't Joe? know, because if they hadn't had sex, John Connor wouldn't be there, which means in the future he couldn't send Kyle back. Exactly. And this is now known as 
the Terminator <laughs> Paradox. And I love the fact that that term, the Terminator Paradox, is now yes. used in so many pop culture references. It just doesn't make sense. The thing that I love about the movie, though, is that it kind of sort of acknowledges that it's there, but just doesn't try and explain it. It just goes, you know what? <laughs> we get that it doesn't make sense, but we're just going to do it anyway. Oh, and spoilers, people. At the end of the film, they defeat the Terminator, which is Arnold Schwarzenegger. And the yes. only thing remaining of him is his robotic arm. Yes. Which is what... Are you going to go into step two yes. of another paradox which, here? <laughs> which brings us into Terminator 2, which is a film, in my honest opinion, is as good as the first. Yeah, look, a lot of people would argue it's better. I, th- I think they're both on par. I think they're great movies. Yes, yeah, I'd almost say it is better, um, simply because I think the CGI is a bit better and... And I think the writing's a bit better and the budget's a bit better. But that said, mm-hmm. the original Terminator, I think, is made for less than half the money of the, of the second one. Yeah. So things go downhill after two. So we're just going to stop. <laughs> we're going to yeah. stop at two. But in number two, they realise that Skynet, which is the company that builds these robotics and makes the machines, all the technology that's gone into it is based on the foundation of the arm of the Terminator that was de- done in... T- Terminator 1. Yep. So Which came from the future. Which came from the future. But if it didn't come back from the future... They wouldn't have had the tech. They wouldn't have had the tech. But then the theory being is that, <laughs> that computers would have eventually evolved at that point anyway. Yeah, look, that's a shit theory. <laughs> it is a shit theory. So we're going we're gonna to base our conversation on what happened in Terminator 2 being true and correct. Um, yep. That in 1984, Terminator comes from the future to kill Sarah Connor. Kyle Reese comes back, save Sarah. Sarah, they and Kyle have a baby. Can I put the put the fingers up and twist it and just go saves, saves Sarah. Yes. Yeah. Then in February '85, Sarah's son John Connor is born. Mm-hmm. Um, and then between I think '85 or and '95, they're on the run, and Sarah becomes a fugitive, and she puts John Connor in foster care. Then in 1995, a Terminator arrives from the future, programmed to kill John Connor. And also uh, Linda Hamilton, Sarah Connor, mm. at that stage, is in a mental ward too, I think, off memory. Yeah, she is. But and she's is built ripped. up. She's, yeah, she's buff. <laughs> because she's got all these theories about robots coming from the future and taking over the world. And surprise, surprise, no one believes her. And she's getting ready. But she's getting ready for this thing called Judgment Day. But then John, Connor from the future, sends back a Terminator or a robot, which just happens to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. What a coincidence. To protect his younger self. Mm -hmm. Now, on the 4th of August, um, 1997, is when the government ratify Skynet and say, yes, we're going to put this program into effect. The computers are going to take over protecting the earth in regards to nuclear war and all that kind of stuff. Unfortunately, on the 29th of August at 2.10am, Skynet becomes self-aware and realises the greatest threat to humanity is humanity. Is humanity. And it basically sets bum, off... Boom, boom, boom. And it sets off all the nukes. But in Terminator 2, they realise <laughs> this is going to happen, so they find the person who created Skynet show him the future basically by, you know, 
exposing... Yep, this is what you're going to cause. This is what you're going to cause. He goes, oh, crap, that's a bit bad, and <laughs> agrees to blow up Skynet or, you know... Good man. Get rid of the research. Kudos, yep. But obviously, <laughs> by the fact that they're there... <laughs> It doesn't change it. But let's not get into the Terminator no. paradox again. <laughs> no, let's not. Uh, look, the way I look at it is the whole Skynet. Yes. I mean, Skynet for um, for kids listening that may not have seen the movies. It's like um, if Siri or Bixby or or Google Home was having a really bad day. Yes. yes. And decided to go, fuck you. <laughs> yes. We're going to turn on all the electrical appliances in your home. The electric knives... Uh, the hair dryers. We're going to make it so somewhere that'll fall in the bath when you're in there. They're mm. going to try and decimate everything they possibly can within your home to kill you. Yes. Times that by I don't know a billion. Yes. And you got Skynet. Exactly. Mm. Um, yeah. Now the only basically Bixby or Siri, <laughs> just in a really bad mood. Yeah. Well, Cora for those Microsoft users. <laughs> All three of you. Yes. Well Thanks for um, coming. Now, the only thing that is a redeeming feature is there is a theory out there that what it does is creates um, an alternate timeline. I do like this theory. I do appreciate the fact that the theory came out after the movies. <laughs> yes. Um, and so, we're probably not going to discuss alternate timelines or, multi- that's a or, or multiverses podcast. because <laughs> that's just a bit nerdy. <laughs> That's a bit nerdy. Okay, that's our line. That's is that where we? That's our line. Right? So, what I wanted to talk to you about is Judgment Poodles. Day. Poodles, yes, poodles. <laughs> or, or oh, so we're going Judgment Day. So, or so roosters. We're, not, we're going to. We're going to skip past the first movie. Oh, we could talk about the first movie. Um, okay, no, that's right. We'll position the second. That's fine. Well, my 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 thought was, um, how do you think? Do you think? Because there's a lot of people out there who are doomsday preppers. There are a lot yes. of people out there who have, at one point in time, predicted the end of the world. Yes. All those people, up until today, have been very fucking wrong. <laughs> very, <laughs> very wrong. Now... But doesn't stop them. And look, good on them for trying. I, That's what I you think. Need a, you need a big set if you're going to predict the end of a world and give a date. Yeah, Because there's no going back from it. And it's... And and it has come from everyone, from religious nuts, um, to um, other cultures saying you know certain moons and celestial beings, and and then you've got oh what were the Heaven's Gate? Heaven's Gate, yeah. They were predicting the end of the world, and that's why they drank the Kool Aid. Even there was one that I found earlier on. Actually, I was looking at a few. There was a group called. Uh, movement for the restoration of the Ten Commandments of God. Have you heard of this group? No, but it's not—it's not an easy name to say. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's not overly catchy, uh, and and it doesn't even work as an acronym. So look, they should have used a bit more marketing. Yes, that—that's—I think that's where a lot of doomsday cults or or groups could use, I suppose, a bit of clever marketing and really suck people in. Get like a, marketing's king now. Get a PR person. Exactly. It's all about being it's, on brand. That's right. You know, so southroadboys.com, at southroadboys on Twitter, southroadboys on Facebook, and southroadboys podcast on Instagram, but there is also southroadboys on Instagram as well. Yeah, look, we just double up, because you never know, we don't want to miss anyone, because no. they're important to us. You're important to us. Yeah, we are. Yeah. So, this is a Ugandan group. 
Uh, so they're, they're infamous for orchestrating the mass murder of its devoted following. So they oh. believed in a prophecy that said the world was going to end on January 1, 2000. Well, that's original, isn't it? I mean, yes. the... Um, when the new year came and went without an apocalypse, things started going a little bit downhill, which normally happens. It's like you're saying, you pick a date, goes wrong. Look, it's very hard to back that up. Fuck, let's make it happen. Um, <laughs> and then, in a nice convenient way, God... God, yes. ...suddenly, suddenly told them that, oh, no, I got it wrong. Hang on, was that capital um, G? Yes, it is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or it was. Yes. <laughs> um See that? No, it's actually uh, it's March 17, 2000. Oh, fuck. Yeah, so on that date, basically all the, the congregation was invited to a big party uh, at the location somewhere in Uganda. Uh, the doors and windows were sealed shut. Of course. Right. An explosion was set off, and about 700 people lost their lives that day, part of that movement. Oh. 700. That's so. Shit. The world isn't going to end, so what we're going to do, we're just going to end ourselves. <laughs> Which makes no difference. <laughs> oh, it's just crazy. And look, you know, I mean, you know I'm not a religious person. I, I do tend to poke the, the bear a little bit when it comes to religion, but <laughs> a lot of a lot of cults when it comes to Troy. apocalyptic stuff, yeah? Troy's, Troy's gay reference there, poking the bear. <laughs> poking the bear. It's better than fucking the dog. Um, <laughs> uh, but... I do understand and fully believe that it is not religion that makes these guys nutty. They just use religion to forward their own plans and try and get people sucked in. That's all it is. Absolutely. It's got nothing to do with religion whatsoever. No. And look, I can't speak on behalf of all religions, and I certainly can't even speak on behalf of the Christian belief. But if you want to understand what Christians generally believe about the end of the world, which is most people will agree is the second coming of Jesus Christ, it's all in the little book called the Bible. Just read Revelation. Now, one of the key takeaways from Revelations is that um, no one knows when it's going to happen. <laughs> it's actually part of the thing where it says... It's a surprise. Exactly. <laughs> um, no one's going to know. So anyone who professes to be of that particular faith, who says, I got it from the book, didn't read that bit. <laughs> now, I can't speak for... Judaism or Islam or, or um, Hinduism or any of the other Wiccan, any of the other religions, but I do know <laughs> with a reasonable degree of certainty that there's no date in the good book. So don't go looking for one. And look, the other thing, I mean, look at Heaven's Gate, for instance. Um, they just did a huge mass suicide. They just drank the cordial. Mm. So... As far as we're concerned, depending on where those people have gone, what plane of revelation they now reside on, yes. um, they may actually think that the world was going to end at a certain date. They just beat it. So, well done. You guys won. <laughs> well, Heaven's Gate were one of those ones that they believed that it was like a, I think they were of a, um, they like were a reincarnation. Like the yeah. earth was recycled and whatever. Um and they basically, I think they were going to be taken away on a spaceship. Yeah, I think there was, this was all to do with a comet. Um, I've just found the info here. Um, UFO religious cult uh, based in San Diego, California, founded in 74, led by Marshall Applewhite and Bonnie Nettles. Mm. Um, so police discovered March 26, 1997, the bodies of 39 members of the group who had participated in a mass suicide. 
Uh, in order to reach what they believe was an extraterrestrial spacecraft following the comet Halibop. Mm-hmm. So there you go. So look, they might be up there in the spacey places, but I kind of doubt it. Yeah, I, 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 I can't get behind that one. But you never what you know what? Mm. I don't know. Now, exactly, and, and none of so the one thing I will say about the Heaven's Gate. I think we spoke about this real briefly a while back. I went to um, the Museum of Death, yes, in Hollywood when I was there, and they had a room for Heaven's Gate. So they had a couple of the bunk beds that were actually taken from uh, where the suicide happened, mm. and they're, they're set up. And you see, you can't get in; it's a little closed off room. You look through windows, mm-hmm. uh, but they did have the video playing of this Marshall Applewhite, oh. and the video that played um, trying to suck people in. Mm. And I've got to admit, watching it, I can understand if you're in a bad place, how easy you would actually get taken in by this and think, oh, you know, this is something that I can get into. They what they want me. I'm important here. You'd be reaching for the Kool-Aid? Yeah, it, it, it actually it really had something about it. I must admit, I can see why people got drawn to him because it was mesmerizing. But you know what? They, they And other people say that about the Church of Scientology, for example. Um, yep. In Melbourne, the Church of Scientology... This is what I know because I've had this conversation with someone. Um, they offer a free aptitude test and a psychological evaluation. Part of that is believed. Now, this is where I'm surmising. Um, finds out people <laughs> who perhaps have certain areas of need and they are able to try and help meet that need. Yep, Now, now some people say that is for their good. To try and help people, that's that's the the reason why they do it. Other people who don't follow this Church of Scientology believe there might be some nefarious um, goings on or self serving to the church as opposed to for the benefit of the person. But I don't know. I've never belonged to that particular organisation, and I can't see that happening in the near future. <laughs> but let's let's look at the comparisons, though. Okay. Yes. The Bible. Or the or what is it? Are we talking Christians? Christians have the Bible. Catholics have the Bible. Where does the Bible cover? Well, Catholics and Christians are the same thing. Christianity would be the belief, and Catholicism would be the brand of that belief. Right. So, so they they both have the Bible. Correct. Um, so they have a book. They have a good book. They got a book. TGB. There are different yep. different um, translations of the book. So your Catholics will have certain chapters um your protestants will have pretty much the same ones but maybe one or two different and it goes along to the baptists and the pentecostals and whatever who all fall under christianity cool Uh, well the the familiarity the the link i suppose i'm getting to Mm. is that scientology um their founder he wrote books he did (laughs) so (laughs) maybe there's a link there hubbard wasn't it l ron hubbard yeah, I think so. I think that was a man. And you know what? If you look at Tom Cruise on the Oprah Winfrey show, I mean, Tom Cruise is a Scientologist. <laughs> yep. That is perfectly fine and normal and a rational behaviour <laughs> of any person. Tom Cruise is such a weird specimen, man. Yeah. I love Tom Cruise. I, but- and I say this from the point of view of... He makes phenomenal movies. He just does. You go into a cinema, you get exactly what you wanted when you walked in that movie theatre. Correct. And I just watched something recently. Um, you know James Corbin? Yes. Yes. Tom Cruise took him skydiving. I, I've seen the... I haven't seen it, but I saw it on YouTube, but haven't watched it. 
Um, but I just find it amazing with him that um, he sucks an incredible specimen on film, mm. but sucks a complete wanker off it. <laughs> but you know what? I'm not paying look, to see him off film. <laughs> exactly. And this is only from what we see, of course. We see snippets and all the rest of it. Correct. Look, the guy might be an incredibly nice guy, but um, oh, he seems to come across as a little bit nutty. I think most people do. <laughs> Yeah, but look, if you're going to do all your main stunts in a movie, you've got to be a bit nutty anyway. So exactly. Now, um, guess who else believed in an apocalyptic event? Who was also classified as a bit of an outsider, a bit of a nut? Are we are we talking people that are still alive? No, <laughs> that haven't had the cool age. Died just recently, actually. Uh, right, we might go into uh, Michael Jackson. No, I'll give oh, you a hint. Okay, Sharon Tate. <laughs> Sharon Tate. Yes. No, I don't know. Don't you? No. Charles Manson. Oh, of course. Yes. Of course, of course. Charles Manson didn't kill Actually, Sharon. yeah, he just passed 71 or something, I think, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, he believed in Helter Skelter, which was an apocalyptic war um, arising out of racial tensions between the blacks and the whites. And he took mm. the name from the Beatles album, which he believed they were singing especially to him. <laughs> You know, it's amazing, though. I mean, that guy, I said he was in his 70s in jail mm. and still had all these incredibly young women just, like, sending him letters and videos and wanting to come in and see him, and it was just incredible. He got married to a 20-something-year-old yeah, after being did. in prison. So, I look, yep. there are people... And I think she wanted to get his sperm or something as well to have his child. Yeah, I think Wasn't so. Was there some really weird-ass thing going on? And I just... I, I don't understand. But you know what? There are people like that. The guy who was Heaven's Gate, Charles Manson, even, and, you know, we won't invoke the name Hitler, but Hitler, who were very charismatic and were able to speak to a group of people and get them on side. Now, I'm not suggesting that any one of those messages by any stretch of the imagination is something that any of the roadies should get behind, but they were, <laughs> they were impressive public speakers and able to connect with their audience. I will say, though, back on branding, the Nazis did have one of the best branding campaigns. They sure did. Ever. <laughs> Them and Disney. <laughs> Them and Disney. So what do you think? So we've got... We've got... Um, we've got... The singularity. We've got... Um, computers rising up and taking over the world. Um, mm-hmm. Charles Manson, he's kind of a bit more... War-like, you know, blacks against whites, nuclear war, all that kind of stuff. Yep. What else do you reckon could be the end of the world? It's the end of the world well, as we know it. If we're going to look at, obviously, the old uh, the old comet or asteroid hitting has got to be a big one. Uh, I don't want to close my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Armageddon was a great film. It was a great film. Liv Tyler. Hello. Yeah, actually, it actually was a great, and still is a great film. Yes. Look, it's hard to go past Bruce, isn't it, really? Bruce. <laughs> but, um, so we've got that. Uh, what else have we got? Disease. Disease, definitely. I mean, the whole zombie horde. I mean, that's oh, huge. Of course, a zombie apocalypse, yes. Yep, so that's there. Global you know, And warming. I mean, that, that's not too far off truth anyway. I mean, if you look at things like the Black Plague and all that kind of thing, like disease can just go bang and eradicate the whole lot of us. Yes. I don't think there were many zombies, though, after the Black Plague. Well, no, not in that one. But look, you never know. The next one could have a bit more life to it. <laughs> after um, life to it. 
<laughs> Afterlife. Yeah. Uh, um, and then what else have we got? Um, maybe there could be like a locust takeover. Oh, so you're talking old old school, uh, maybe biblical. Just trying to plague, make it sound all plague all of black locusts. and hazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, alien uh, invasion. Of oh, course. Oh yeah, Independence Day. Got to throw that in there. Yes, I think. Um, um, I mean, scientists generally believe that the Earth will become uninhabitable. There's no question about it. It will become uninhabitable. Some is too hot, too cold. Both. Um, you know, something like a, a massive solar flare from the sun could be big enough to knock the Earth slightly off its axis. And I don't know whether you know, but one or two degrees difference of where the Earth is in relation to the sun can make it uninhabitable. Because apparently Mars at one point in time, according to scientists, was a bit of a Goldilocks planet as well. Could have supported life. But, you know, solar flare knocked it out and next thing you know... And you know, look, it probably still does. They're probably just underground. And any time now the Mars rovers mm. going to find it. Or the new one, <laughs> the Mars bar. <laughs> or, or the SRB rover. The SRB rover will find the new one. Yeah, not, yes. Curiosity is not going to do it, but the SRB rover... They're living rover. in tunnels. Basically, they're like the Ninja Turtles of Mars. Oh... They're in Mars sewers. In a half shell, the heroes fall in this day and age, you can ask for more. Well, turtles are green too. Martians are meant to be green. Maybe there's a link there that no one's even seen before. Shit. I'd never And they're living that. under the shell of the planet. <gasps> Fuck. Troy Barnes. All the dots are lining up, son. Dropping some truth. Dropping some truth. The Marshirtles. The Marshirtles. Yeah. Mershals. <laughs> Mershals. Myrtles. Myrtle. I knew a Myrtle once. <laughs> Sounds like my mum's name. It does. Myrtle? Myrtle? <laughs> the first thing they do when they come to Earth is, oh, Troy. <laughs> oh, Troy. <laughs> Take us to Troy. <laughs> Where, where's Troy? <laughs> Big shout out to Merle. Yep. And I'll be just there. Here I am, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> um, so- um, imagine. If the, if the Myrtles come all the way from Mars, travelled all that way, come out of their little subterranean tunnels, yes, across the SRB rover, yes. <laughs> disrupted them. them, and suddenly they're like, what? There's life on other planets? Why have we been hiding here? And of course, there's a photo of me on the SRB rover, because our album cover for <laughs> is SR- that, yes. Boys is that. So <laughs> they then think that I'm this higher power, <laughs> come all the way to Earth. <laughs> Oh, Troy. <laughs> as soon as they land, where's Troy? <laughs> and all they've heard, all they know about our planet is our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's all they know. <laughs> oh. Oh, they must think, oh, gee, there must be a lot of these gingers around. You talk about them a lot. And what's with the 14-year-old schoolgirl laugh? <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Uh, why do everyone's? <laughs> is it true that every? Oh, Troy, does everyone just sing all the time? <laughs> oh. What's with the singing, Troy? <laughs> so yeah, imagine that. Imagine if I was the the entity that they came to see. Imagine and, the wealth of knowledge that I would pass on. Oh, and they'd be asking to see. That's what they do. You'd be like. The Dalai, not alpaca, but the Dalai Lama, <laughs> as thoughtful Troy, thoughtful Troy, and, the leader of the human race, and it'd be like 
you know how I, the Muslims have call to prayer? What they'd mm-hmm. do is that every day they'd just play the thoughts of thoughtful Troy over the global PA system. And oh, the, it'd be like Nazis all over again, just blaring the message oh, over and over again. I'd find that hilariously funny, though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, roadies, I wouldn't be too concerned about this. Uh, this is fiction. But you know what, if people didn't hear the start of this and they've just heard this snippet, it could be a little bit like War of the Worlds where people are jumping out of buildings right now. (laughs) (laughs) Because they're afraid that the Martian Myrtles are coming and I will be their leader. (laughs) Leader of the Myrtles. (laughs) From Tasmania, Australia. Uh, Myrtles are lovely wood, though, the Myrtle. Oh, Oh, there's a beautiful point. Yeah, Yeah, the Myrtle. The Myrtle. Um, Now... We were <laughs> so far away from Terminator. <laughs> it just did. well, it's not even. But I was looking up um, whether or not people believe that AI is going to 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 take over the world because the singularity is real, and the people who kind of are at the forefront of robotics and artificial intelligence or whatever believe that there is what they call the singularity where. Computers are smarter and can think faster than humans, right? They I believe that. They believe that's less than 30 years away. Less that's, than that's, 30 that's years not away. Far. But when you think about it... That's yours in my lifetime. You, but if you go back, um, it wasn't that long ago that people didn't have cars. No. And if you consider how quickly technology is built over even the last two decades, yes, thirty years time, there's going to be exponential technology growth. Oh, it, it's it's something like it. Technology grows by fifty percent every year, or something like it's something stupid that it just keeps continues to get bigger, faster, stronger. Now, and the thing is, though, that people because there's two sides of the debate. There is, will we ever have AI, or will we not? And you are either Team Musk or Team Zuckerberg. <laughs> I wonder where you were going with that. Yes. So, um, basically, uh, Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg are on polar opposites. Of- That's interesting. I thought they would have been on the same plane with that. No, Zucky's, Zucky's all in favour of AI. He thinks that'll be of a benefit to humanity and mankind because obviously algorithms with Facebook and it will do all the shit stuff that we don't want to do or can't do, you know. <laughs> There's your first mistake. There's your first mistake. Mm, um, the slays will have an uprising. <laughs> well, but the thing is, and here's the thing, will they have an uprising? They don't have hopes, dreams or aspirations. True. There's a, uh, there's a show, I don't know if you've ever seen it, called Humans. Oh, human. BBC. Yeah. Loved the shit out of that show. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, Rody, so I'm actually not going to spoil that one because it's great, but watch it. But it's that is about um, synths, as they call them. Yes. So androids that do all our, our basic chores, like it might be cooking, cleaning. Looking after the kids. Building, looking after the kids, whatever else. Uh, and then something changed in the programming and there's a little bit of awareness that kicks in. And it's such, such a good show. I, I, reckon, I, can, I reckon I can give a bit more information without spoiling it. Because I really don't want to spoil it, because I think it's a wonderful, wonderful show. Seriously, roadies, get on board, humans. Is it humans or human? 
Might be humans. BBC, look it up. You'll be fine. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, that's not one of those situations where if you leave off the S, no, you're going to get to some weird no, shit. you're not so going to end okay. up in Troy's search history. <laughs> but basically what they do is they create, through evolution, they create these slave workforce, but they're not slaves because they're a property. They're seen as computers. They're seen as robots. The difference being is that they're, these... They're a toaster. Yeah, but the, these robots actually look almost human. Almost. And they make it deliberate that they don't look completely human. So they're not trying to fool everyone, but they're trying to give people a familiarity so that they can blend in. What happened, though, was there is the person who was the mastermind about the design of these robots Mm -hmm. um, made it so that there were, I think, seven that had the ability to learn. Hmm. And from that came their own thoughts. And from that came their own hopes, dreams, and aspirations. And aspirations, exactly. And that's where I was kind of getting to because that's where you're saying that AI won't grow. Mm. But in this show, that's where it did grow because they did have that happen. They well, did the, want more. They did realize that there's more to us than this. Well, see, and that's the thing because um, Elwon thinks that he's frightened of them having their own aspirations. Now, there's a belief that they won't because they won't be programmed that way. Now, he's um, he's Rocketman, isn't he? He is Rocketman. Yeah, yeah, he's Tesla. Yep. Tesla the cars, not Tesla the person. But yes, you know what I mean. Yes. <laughs> um, basically, Musk believes that AI will go rogue, turn on humanity, and be the ultimate death of life as we know it. So pretty so in much- In other words, as we think, Terminator. <laughs> Or Terminator 2. <laughs> um, and then he believes, and this might be a little bit self-serving, that we will need to find another residence. Perhaps Mars. <laughs> and is it a coincidence, then? Yes. That he builds rockets? Isn't it? Isn't it? Imagine if we went to Mars and found the Myrtles. Uh, we, oh, shit. Oh. Imagine we get there and then the Myrtles go, Hey, hang on. Oh Troy, this is our, Troy. this is our planet. Go away. <laughs> um, so there you go. Martians in a half shell. <laughs> Martian power. <laughs> Has anyone seen my beauty digital space? What well, you got? Uh, Mafael Monatello. <laughs> <laughs> Milano. <laughs> and Uranus. What's the last one. Hmm. <laughs> Leonardo. Don't can't you name the, the, the Ninja Turtles? Leonardo. Yes. Uh, Michelangelo. Yes. Donatello. Yes. Oh, Raph. Raphael. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Don't Raph it because otherwise we'll get into the whole <laughs> slaughtering. And we've had that conversation at yep. least twice. Yeah. If you want to talk about the fact that we don't like the shortening of the turtle names, <laughs> go back about probably, what, 15 episodes? Oh, something like that. Yeah. It's, it's the in the fact the that I can part. say go back 15 episodes is amazing. When we first started, that I thought was... we'll do this for three weeks. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> And the, funny, the first two weeks were missing tapes. No one ever heard those. So, <laughs> so realistically, one and then, oh, all right, that's done. That was fun. Exactly. So we've, Rody's gone from what we'd like to call as shit. Yes. <laughs> to then talking about uh, the end of the world. As we haven't know Haven't we come a long way? We have. And we haven't even discussed, and this is the funny thing, right? I thought you and I would sit down, we'd have a conversation, we'd talk about Terminator, we'd talk about how we think the world's going to end, and then we'd talk about 
the batshit crazy folks that are doomsday preppers, right? And I love the thought of that because that sounds awesome. Doesn't it? Yeah. Do you know what, what have we talked about? <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about Martian turtles. <laughs> we um we have really redefined the term off on a tangent, oh, I think, with this podcast. So, so I think the one of the things that th- with those doomsday preppers and the end of the world is, I see that there's only three possible scenarios. Oh, I like the sound of this. Right. Throw it at me. So you've got all these people who are doomsday prepping. They've got bunkers built. They've got bug out packs. They've got rations of food or whatever. Because you can last, apparently, in extreme temperatures, so extreme hot and extreme cold, you can probably last less than a day without shelter. Right? Mm-hmm. And then most... Sorry, yeah. less than a day without... Oh, without shelter. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, without shelter. So... Yeah. That's in extreme temperatures, right? Yeah. So let's just say it happens to be a sunny 25 degrees. You're probably going to last. You're going to be a lot better off, right? But most people can only last three days without water. You'd be dead, son. So day four, things, your body starts shutting down and yep. you are not coping, right? You and lo- just as a note to self or anyone that gets in a scenario when they're lost and they have no water... I believe you can actually drink your wee once before it's an issue. So, note to self, might last an extra day if you do that. <laughs> Troy's terrible camping tips. But but if, if Troy asks you to drink his wee, <laughs> I'd take it not from the source. Um, Give me a tickle. Number one, yes. number one, I'm not going to call it the source. <laughs> Just for the record. <laughs> I'm not calling it that. <laughs> In the words of the Doug Anthony All-Stars, let me give you a tickle with my little golden trickle. I will be your penguin chum if you let me urinate upon your tongue. Um, <laughs> um, uh, just uh, giggle golden showers and um, just go from there. Exactly. Right, and three, three weeks, the average person could last without food. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, you're going to need to find water and shelter pretty quick. So these people have got bunkers. They've got the shelter. They've got a shit ton of storage for their water. And then they've probably got, most of them have got a site or a place they can go to get water. The reality of it is, though, unless, of course, you're sitting, let's just say, probably one of the biggest threats at the moment, if you were to believe uh, the doomsday clock. Are you are you aware of the doomsday clock? Mm-hmm. Okay, so for those roadies who don't know, there's a group of, Better, better thinkers than the South Road boys. I don't know who that group are. I don't know who the actual individuals are in that group. Well, it used to be a person, and then that. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And then that person that passed kind of influence a little bit. <laughs> well, no, because there was no. Um, I don't suppose there was any real motivation, one way or the other. Like True, it, it wasn't going to change the planet as we know it. No, what it was was apparently was. Um, the Doomsday doc- Clock was created in 1947. Um, and well, basically, I didn't know it was that old. Yeah. And basically it was to see how far away humanity was from destroying itself. Now, obviously, 1947, you had the end of the war. Yep. And there were nuclear arms. So those people basically saw it as... Um, 
Uh, Heyman Goldsmith. Um, yeah, what was it? So... Clock's uh, ticking, Joe. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Basically, co-editor Heyman Goldsmith asked... Oh, no, it's just a... Sorry, that was actually the design of the clock. Um, yeah, so basically it was... <laughs> So I was waiting for all this awesome information. It's like, oh no, they can't just build a clock. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna edit that out. There is no, <laughs> no, I won't. There's no physical doomsday clock. It basically shows what they decided to do was midnight being the world is going to end, um, and then they say how many minutes to midnight the clock is, which basically means that's how far away we are from self destruction. Now. One of the biggest things most people would be asking is, what's the time, Mr. Wolf? (laughs) (laughs) I do remember that uh, when the uh, Mr. Trump and Mr. Career conversations were happening not long ago, I do believe that the clock ticked a minute closer to midnight. Correct. The clock's now sitting at two minutes to midnight. Wow. And they see the greatest threat at the moment, other than global warming and, and all that sort of stuff, is nuclear threat. You know, there are so Isn't many... It's funny that after this amount of time, after what we've gone through, that we still haven't fucking learnt yet. Why is that still the threat? Because there's so many people that have got them. I That's know, the problem. so ridiculous. Humanity is such a weird species. I'd prefer to be a myrtle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's the, I prefer to be a myrtle. That's the title of this podcast. <laughs> um, but until someone like America goes, you know what? We'll get rid of all our nuclear weapons. No one else is going to get rid of theirs. No, of course they're not. So you know, it's all well and good to say, "Oh no, we're the United States, USA, USA." But if you're not going to give up your bombs, why should anybody else give up theirs? But the crazy thing is, I mean, little Kim. In yes. Korea. I'm um, so Ronry. The only reason that he did the big poke out the chest, look how big my cock is. Yes. Probably not that big. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to blow shit up. Yes. It's just so he would get noticed on the big stage. That's all it was. Of course. Once he got attention, it was like, oh, they've welcomed me into the gang now. We're all friends. Yeah, exactly. That's so. just, that's all it was the whole time. Oh, I think so. Anyway, I think, at the moment, I think the biggest risk to um, humanity probably is Twitter, because <laughs> that's where all the wars are happening at the moment, and that's where people get hurt the most at the moment. Um, so let's just say, let's just say, for example, that nuclear war breaks out. Right, that's the thing that is going to be the catalyst for the end of the world. Right, where yep. you're going to have to survive, you're going to have to be a doomsday prepper. One would imagine that you're going to actually need to be in said bunker when the bomb drops that would be sensible because if you've spent all of your life being a doomsday prepper and you just happen to be outside when the bomb drops <laughs> oh you'd feel devastation two yeah, seconds be before happy, you didn't yeah. feel anything well that happens isn't that the start of uh, terminator 2 linda hamilton or sarah connor yes is like um, somewhere watching it, suddenly the bomb goes off, she's holding a fence and the whole explosion goes through her. Yeah, it's a dream sequence. Yeah. So that would be what it would be like. Basically, it's like, oh, I've done all this work. Shit, no, bang, gone. Exactly. <laughs> That's it. It means nothing. Yep. And then the theory is that, okay, you've survived the original initial blast. Good job. You're a good little prepper. 
But hashtag the, good prepping. Hashtag good prepping. Yep. <laughs> um, but then you've got to survive in a post-nuclear apocalyptic world. Now, you can have as much iodine as you want to filter your water. And yes, I have been on Prepper websites. Yeah, so I know. you <laughs> something. And whoa, mate, calm down. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know whether or not you're going to survive the nuclear fallout. And even if you do, is it going to be a world that you're going to want to live in? I don't know. I think... It's just... Uh, none of it speaks any good to me. No. Yeah, I think... Um, I, I For me, I think maybe just... Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go with Linda. Yeah, I'm, I would have gone with Linda. Yeah. Um, to be honest, probably still works. She's probably still a stunning woman. Um, yeah. But um, I think if I was going to kit out... Mm. A little hideaway under the ground and become a human myrtle. Yes, a human myrtle. The, ready for when uh, things go bad. Yes. Uh, I'd organise for some kind of uh, water filtration unit. Yes. I don't know how that would work, but I know I'd need water, so that'd be number Un- one. Underwater spring. There you go. Um, or underground or, spring. Or any, any season, really. Um. Yeah. <laughs> no, underground water, because the thing is, if any water comes from above ground, it's going to be contaminated by the radiation straight yes. away. But if you can find an underground source that you doesn't may, connect, you may have a little bit of time before that becomes contaminated. I mean, the worst thing that would happen is if you drank it for too long, you become the toxic Avenger. Look, you know, that's not a bad thing. Get all Ew. slimy and become a superhero. Second Perfect. thing I'd need, yes. obviously, is food. You need to have some kind of an underground farm. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to need that. So you'd be eating lots of potatoes, carrots, root yeah. vegetables. Yeah, root vegetables. Exactly. Mm, root. Just in case someone started listening at that moment, <laughs> and they were just skipping through to see if we were funny, we don't root vegetables. <laughs> right. Just in case you're unlucky enough to just stop it right there and you heard, root vegetables. We don't do that. But you just okay. did it again. <laughs> root vegetables. Root vegetables. <laughs> Maybe that's a good name for the episode. <laughs> I was just thinking that as well. Uh, number three, mm. we need some animals down there. We need them fucking <laughs> so they can actually so they can provide food, constant food. So oh, you not know ent- the animals. Not you know ed- the animals we won't have. Not entertainment. No, not entertainment. That you look no, up getting, on your internet. I'm getting to that. I'm getting to the entertainment. So we need we need animals fucking each other because we want them to populate and have more animals so we can have more food. No pandas. You know the animals. No pandas. No, we're not going to eat pandas because you know what? You know what would happen if it was us? We're down there. Yes. We've got two pandas. Yes. Right? <laughs> and it works out. Oh no, I'll change that. We've got three pandas. Yes. We said, okay, we can eat one panda. Two, two boys and a girl. Yeah, we, we can eat one panda. Yes. So so we think we've got two pandas left. They can make more pandas. Yes. We eat the panda. It's the most amazing meat ever. Delicious. It's the best meat we've ever tasted in our yes. lives. Yes. And we're thinking, great. Um, the pigs and all that other stuff, the chickens, yes. everything, we can just piss them off. We yes. don't need them. No. We've got panda meat. These guys will make pandas for us, more brie pandas. Yes. We'll, we'll have our own pandemonium farm yes but of course as we know they won't have sex no they won't fuck each other no not once so all we're going to have is this luscious amazing incredible meat for basically a short period of time Mm. and never have to taste it again i mean this is meat that would be a hundred times better than bacon Mm. imagine having that and then never having it ever again bacon (laughs) bacon (laughs) 
Paiken. Making Paiken. Making Paiken. So, just, um, just but the other thing I need for entertainment, yeah, going to get some of those sex robots in there because by the time the, the world is ending, <laughs> yes, the sex robot industry is going to become punto crazy, and they're going to be good. So we need some of them there too. P- point of order, Your Honour. Yep. So it's just you and me in there, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't actually clarified that, but yep, <laughs> that's a good plan because I'm not having sex with you. No. So I need my sex robots. Yeah, because like if if my wife was there, <laughs> I, I'd probably I'd probably have sex with her. <laughs> look, I would like to think that Amy is there. I'd like to think that Jazz is there too. Oh, good. Um, but look, <laughs> you've seen horror movies, haven't you? Oh yes, I'm familiar. Have you, with have, you, have you ever seen women run in horror movies? Yeah, bitches always be falling down, <laughs> and I'm not going back to pick up the women. When the nuclear blast is coming, I'm getting in the shelter with my my root vegetables. Yes. Uh, my non-fucking pandas and my sex robots. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm doing. Fair enough. If they make it, good on them. Good on them. But I'm not risking my life for a cave of heaven. <laughs> Fair enough. And you know what? You can't get any fairer than that. <laughs> Oh. oh, nice. <laughs> Nothing to add to that. I just, I just don't. I know that my wife will get in that cave before I will. Like I just, she's just got some will and determination, <laughs> and she's quick. Maybe, maybe she'll beat you down. Yes. Thinking there's more root vegetables and panda burgers for her. If you're not there, I don't. Think she'll she's... probably get there first and lock the door and yeah, stay probably. in there with all the sex robots and the pandas. <laughs> We'll be just bashing all the sound. Amy, let us in for the love of everything, even God. Yeah, but you know what's going to happen? She'll make friends with the pandas and have them as pets. Uh, And she'll get the sex robots to work the farm for the root vegetables. Oh, I love it how women are so smart, but it annoys me so much. Exactly. (laughs) She'd actually turn it into a working community. She'll she'll just kick back and enjoy it. As opposed to shagging. Something that's going to have batteries run out, killing your only protein source and not working the field because you're too busy shagging robots. <laughs> oh, but it sounded so good in my mind. When I, when I looked at it, it was just like in, in that place where you look up in the corner of the ceiling. Yeah, up until the left. you get a thought bubble. Yep. It just looks so good. <laughs> oh, now, speaking oh. of thinking, have, has the thoughtful one had any time um, to think? No, thoughtful, thoughtful one's actually uh, gone for a weekend to Bali. Oh, fair enough then. Yeah, yeah. So, um, thoughtful one's away this week. Yes. Um, going to find a little bit of, a uh, little bit of life, a little bit of uh, direction. Just to be at one with himself. Oh, I think um, he's had a lot of comments, a lot of questions come from a lot of roadies. Yeah. And I don't think he realised exactly how much help was out there that was to be needed. No. And, and it's a bit much because he's a, a thoughtful soul. Um, so we just needed just a weekend to go away and, you know, do a bit of yoga. Yeah. A bit of chanting in some tents. Yes. Yeah. And uh, maybe a little bit of uh, TP sex. So what you're saying is the thoughtful one has gone to China to try and eat some pandas and get it with some fucking robots. <laughs> Tell you what, it sounds good, doesn't it? It does. I'd do that. <laughs> Well, on that note... Don't confuse the pandas and the robots, so... (laughs) 
No. Because the robots are very cranky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and on that, I am Joe. I am Troy. And we are the South Road Boys. We certainly are.